Hello, and welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 56. I'm Evan Culbertson. And I'm Liz Smart. And we're watching all the horror movies currently streaming on Netflix. So you don't have to. This week, we'll be talking about the 2016 horror movie, The Charnel House. Charnel. I hate that it's Charnel. I wish it was Charnel. I don't know what in my brain wants it to be Charnel and not Charnel, but like... I don't know. It just annoyed me the entire time. But first, we hope that everyone had a happy Halloween. Yes. And that everyone October voted. is sadly over. Yeah. Election day is thankfully over. Yeah. I gonna, yeah, I said thankfully, like, if we had more time, we could maybe, like, campaign even more. But there were some really solid victories, and yeah. I'm happy about our home state. Of Illinois. Yes. Illinois it's neither of our home state, but... It's where we live. It's, yeah. where, it's where my home is. Yeah, hopefully everyone had a very spooky October, and like we say all the time, we're going to keep the spook train rolling. We say that every episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well into the new year. Well into so. the whole year. Every every month Tuesday, is... every other Tuesday is a spectacular yeah, holiday. That's true. <laughs> so this movie, The Charnel House, uh, uh, a term which refers to where like human remains are stored. Human uh, remains, really? Yeah, that's what it said. Human skeletal remains are stored. Hmm. Often built near churches for depositing bones unearthed while digging graves. Uh, it's used like idiomatically as like a place of death and destruction, mm-hmm. which is what this interpretation is taking because yeah. this is not about a literal charnel house no it's a slaughterhouse it is about a literal slaughterhouse mm-hmm. that is converted into high-tech lofts yeah i didn't like this movie no i didn't either there's the i will say the villain of it the um the mythical monster of it yeah was potentially interesting it had potential yeah but i say i say potentially uh it obviously did not work in this movie. I thought maybe if this was, like, a different movie and this was the, like, big bad, as it were. Yeah. But, like, it, it, uh, this movie, it was ridiculous and it did not work and it wasn't consistent and it just, it kind of sucked. I think in terms of, like, recommendations, most of which from us are, no, don't, please don't. <laughs> Run far This, away. like, isn't the worst in particular because, no. like, it, it it sucks. This is a, this is a shitty movie, unquestionably. Yeah. But it's fun. Like compared to some of the some of the dour, like self serious, gruesome ones that we do, yeah, this is a bad movie that doesn't like know that it's a bad movie, and it like you think there are movies out there that know they're bad movies, yeah, but like this one at least like it's a little silly. I mean, I don't know that it's it's not trying to be though. All the parts that I laughed at were like clearly supposed to be like ominous or frightening. I think this movie is bad enough to have fun with. I would. Not watch it again. No. <laughs> but I would get drunk and watch it, maybe, if I didn't know. Sure, if you're looking for something to laugh at, drunk, I guess. There's better movies to do that with, though. Yeah. I would just say avoid it. Stick it in the disappointments room. <laughs> yes, we need to. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the plot. So, um, there was a slaughterhouse in the 80s in Cleveland. This mm-hmm. is the horror movie that Cleveland needed. Uh that a worker grabbed his son and jumped out of a window, mm-hmm. but the son survived and the man died. Yes, but the, one of the first things we see, and this comes back around, is that he jumps through a window. He jumps through like a, it looks kind of like a clock. Isn't it a clock or is it just a really pretty window? I think it is a clock. It's like the clock on the, the top. The clock of face of this tower. Mm-hmm. So he jumps through it. And the little boy who has is alive is standing on the street, like talking to the police because he's still alive. Um, and then he looks up and there's still 
a child in the window. Yeah. So it sets up this kind of like, wait, who's the real one? Is he a ghost? Did he die? Like, how can he be in two places at once? That doesn't come back until the very end, but smash cut to the modern day where they are turning this slaughterhouse into like lofts. Like it's being gentrified. I don't think, but it didn't go straight from slaughterhouse to loft, right? It was probably like, it was a slaughterhouse in the eighties. Yeah, probably it was abandoned for a little while. And then now it's lofts. Yeah. And the, um, the peak gentrifier is, uh, I don't even know if I remember his name. Oh, uh, Cullum blue. That's the actor's name. Yes. Oh, I don't remember the person's yeah. name. No. <laughs> uh, is a British guy with his, He's not really British. We should talk about that. Is a British guy who has a wife and child who runs amok know. around the lofts. Yeah, his daughter is ridiculous because the weirdest thing about this—I can't even get into it. Um, he has like he's immediately having like three or four families move in right away, yeah. right? And this one guy moves in. He's like a hockey player, and he owns a dog. He's got this like little dog. And he's like, oh, perfect. Now our daughter won't want a dog because uh, th- this will, like, stave off her asking for a dog. And it's like, what? Yeah, there's a dog to, in the building. Are you trying to suggest that, like, this man's dog is, a sen- is like, the same as your daughter having a dog? Like, you're a landlord. As far as the daughter's concerned, that's how it works. Well, all of them. Because then literally, like, all of them. Because then literally later, uh, she goes, Daddy, can I get a puppy? And he goes, you've got Butch. Meaning... The other guy's dog. Yeah. And it's like, she doesn't have Butch. He's not her dog. He's not even, like, the family friend's dog. He's literally a tenant of this building's dog. And I couldn't... There's no reason to think that isn't the movie's perspective also. Yeah. Like, it, it probably isn't... We're not as viewers supposed to go, oh my god, he's such an asshole. Like, this is how the movie thinks that this world works is that they're not just landlords and tenants. It's a like, community. It's a community. They all live together. They all, like, hang out. Which I guess is true, but, like, that's not how buildings work. We should talk about all the people who live here who are important, which is, um, horny athlete white man. Who, he's the one with the dog. Yeah. Uh. Horny white woman. Yeah, she's a blonde. Uh, that's her discerning character. Landlord, trait. landlord wife, landlord child. Uh, an ex-military dude who is investigating... Yeah. The... His father was also in the slaughterhouse. So he's here yeah. to like ostensibly live here. He's kind of ghost hunting though. He like... is. No, no. He's like he's like, Oh, I love to live in buildings and this is where I live <laughs> I now. Live but he's blatantly like not there to live. He's just there to like investigate. I think his father got did his father get arrested? I thought something happened with his father. I I'm I can't be truthful. Yeah. I was not paying attention. I remember there was a flashback of like the guy, when he went to go kill his son, he went to possibly kill... I think he killed the this guy's dad first. Yeah. Do we ever find out why he did that? Do we know? I have no idea. Did he? Was it just like he has a psychotic break, or was there a ghost reason? I think it's a ghost reason, but I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, there's also a guy from the city of Cleveland there who the slaughterhouse... like. It seems the day that it opens, but I'm sure that there's some time movement here. But, like, on the opening weekend of this high-tech loft... Um, we'll talk about the high-tech. Yeah, I keep saying you that. keep saying that. We need to get into yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, it's also being marked as a, like, National Historic Registry building. Um, mm-hmm. Because of, I guess, the slaughterhouse's ties to the city of Cleveland. Like, maybe it's yeah. really old. The, the weird thing is that the, the flashback that we see, the, like... 
inciting incident that we see is in the 80s, so that's not much of a history. Right. It's not like a, it's not amazing history. He's only, it it's only, not the 1880s. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. No, it's um, like, but I guess things from the 70s and 80s are starting to be fairly historical. But the guy from the city of Cleveland is very angry about it. He's like, there's no history to be preserved here. Uh, he's like such like the harbinger character. But it's so silly also. This is the thing. I wrote this down. This movie is very preachy. And I have nothing wrong with getting into like the ethical problems of slaughterhouses. But I feel like it's not... No. Slaughterhouses are of gentrification. Because this movie is very anti-gentrification too. <laughs> it is. But this, I think this movie is very, very anti-slaughterhouse in a way that like doesn't really make sense to me. Like we're not at a part point in culture yet where like everybody is anti-meat-eating. Yeah. But the way that this guy is talking to them, it's as if everybody else is a vegetarian but yeah. them. Like, he's just like, so much evil happened here. Like, those poor cows. And it's like, uh, you're not wrong, but is it really realistic that this guy would have, like, he'd be like, this is an, an historical... An old white man. Yeah. Like, this isn't a historical building. It's where animals were tortured and killed. Like, it doesn't come across... It just wasn't realistic to me. Like, again, I'm not saying that he's incorrect. It just felt really weird. I can't imagine anybody caring that much about this building being a historical building, even though it used to be a slaughterhouse. That being said, this dude, who's kind of, I guess he's like a Wilford Brimley type. Uh, he's just like an angry old white dude. Um, is the MVP of this movie for me. Because in the sequence, uh, the next morning, I suppose, when he's trying to leave. Because I don't think he's living there. I think he's just staying there for the dedication ceremony. He is. And they actually, they're like, are you sure you don't want to stay longer? And he's like, believe me, if there was a flight out tonight, I'd be on it. He must not be from Cleveland. Yeah. He must, I mean, he must be from, like, the historical the society national of America. Historic, yeah, yeah, yeah. so weird. And again, like, I feel the need to keep, keep, like, compounding on this. It was as if... I can picture this happening. It'd be so much more realistic. And I don't know why they wouldn't do something more like this because it would make more sense. Is that like, it'd be the idea of like, um, someone wanting to build something on like an old plantation. Right. You know? And then it's like, somebody would absolutely be like, you shouldn't be building here. You, you should shouldn't honor be this. honoring this place with any kind of historical whatever, because like messed up stuff happened here. It, to make that about a slaughterhouse just feels, it felt really preachy and it felt really strange yeah. and unrealistic. I didn't prefer it. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. No. The other element to this that I keep alluding to is the high tech part. So like mm -hmm. it is also sort of like a um, sci-fi dystopian kind of, I mean like high rise uh, by Ballard, but like, it's like everything is automated and everything is interfaced with through voice activated commands. Mm -hmm. And everyone's so, got like a screen that you can like do yeah, stuff on. Yeah, everything from the televisions to like communication to I think the appliances mm -hmm. to the lights to the heat is all voice activated. That seems to be the only way to interface with anything. Right. Including the locks. Like the doors are locked via voice command. Yep. Um, and that's like the major selling point of this place. Again, there's a lot going on here. I think that, that ties into like the more of the themes of gentrification but I don't really know. You're giving this movie too much yeah. credit about gender. I don't even remember them talking about it at all. They the, don't, but it's... The villains are the ones who are trying to... Whatever. No, because I think that's the thing is I... So when I saw this was going to be so high tech, I absolutely thought it was going to be more about... Robot ghosts. Like Smart House. Like I thought it was going to be more like... The Disney Channel movie? Yeah. Where it's like the horrors of technology. Yeah. Like... Or even like something like iRobot. It's kind of like Smart House already. It, it is, is like, yeah. but, but it actually doesn't even really get into it enough to do that. Well, like, there's one scene. We should talk about this. So yeah. the this this old guy who I love because uh, he's very bad at his job, which is acting. <laughs> acting. Um, 
he is trying to leave and he's like, door unlock, TV off. Oh, because the TV comes the on TV in the middle of the night. The TV keeps coming on in the middle of the night and he's like saying, TV off, TV off. And he's like, unlock door. Um, and he's like, I can't get out. And he's really mad about it. He throws his chair at the glass door in a fit of anger. Um, and he's like, unlock door, unlock door. What do you want from me? <laughs> and then the screen, the TV screen, spells out, I want you to die. <laughs> so I literally stopped it and I was like, wait, what? It's incredible. So he tries to escape, but the ghosts of the slaughterhouse nail gun him in the head and he survives just long enough to pull out his heart medication, so it looks like he had a heart attack. Um, mm-hmm. God, there's so much going on, I don't even know how to address. So, in addition to the ghost presence of the slaughterhouse speaking through technology, saying that it wants him to die, there are actual, like, ghost meatpacking meat workers that we see. Are there? Yeah. I only remember the ghost child. Well, there's the ghost the child from the No, beginning. there's the ghost workers in the basement. Um, which is where he ends up. I don't even remember how he gets there. He's like running through the hallways. Yeah, but I don't know how he gets out of the room that he's in. I don't know. They must let him out eventually because they want to chase him through the hallways. There's also a ghost child. The ghost child shows up a lot in the TV. Yeah. And we know that the little girl can see him. She's doing that kind of classic, like, imaginary friend. It wasn't me. Like, so-and-so did it. Haunting of Hill House. Yes. And uh, he's always like, in the TV, he's got weird eyes, and he's always, like, beckoning the little girl to, like, follow him up to the thing. This is my main issue with the technology aspect, is I was like, why on earth are these ghosts from 1983 <laughs> interfacing with technology? Like, yeah. it makes absolutely no sense that they would, like, be in any way connected to the screens. No, like, well... Why does that make... Like, what? Not just the time period, but, like... The fact that it's a slaughterhouse, I think, does nothing for this movie. Zero. Like, it nothing. isn't really connected. It's just the preachy element. It's just being yeah. like, horrors happened here. And again, I'm not arguing, but there are better places to say yeah. horrors happened here. Like, let's turn H.H. Holmes' mansion into, like, some right. lofts and be like, yeah, bad stuff happened here. Like, this is where legit evil occurred. Yeah. The slaughterhouse is like, it's bad, but, like, it's not, like true human evil that would make like all these it's also you know what i mean it's also especially it's not uniquely evil right like it's just a function yes. of of like contemporary society especially in the 80s yeah like first of all in the 80s also we had like really horrible like automated um like the 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 assembly line of of slaughtering yes. animals yes. had sped up so much mm-hmm. um I'm not. I, I really hate that. I feel like I'm arguing that slaughterhouses are fine. No, it's I don't not think my you feeling, are. But no, it's it's what you're saying. It's that like it has nothing to do with. I mean, I'll actually confess. I don't know what the gist, the point of this movie's antagonistic presence is supposed to be because there's the slaughterhouse element. There's this technology element. There's also a a bit that I don't really want to get into yet. That's about like doppelgangers and yes. your soul splitting at the time of. Um, you're almost dead. Your your supposed death, and then you don't die, and then your doppelganger is trying to mend your soul back together. Um, but like that, ghostly unrest is ir- is unrelated to the slaughterhouse. What is happening, or here. the yeah, right. or the technology? It's 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 like the movies like five different things. It's yeah, very it frustrating. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, no. The effects are also preposterously bad. It's They're awful. Oh my god. I'll confess, actually, I don't 
know that there's that much more to say about this. They get picked off one by one. The, the... Uh, the I was like, I wrote this down. The only death I think is very clever because obviously not a lot of movies do this, but enough do that. I feel like it's it's like a, a fun thing to think about is like when there's ghost deaths, how do the ghosts make things look as if it could have happened to you yeah. naturally? I don't know why they care because they can't be implicated. Right. It doesn't but make any it's, sense. It's like the idea of being like, no one will know that we're here. We're just killing people. Again, so like, like, that makes the, sense. The if, you're murder, if you're a person going to murder someone, you need to worry about... I don't know. The ghosts are being thoughtful. I don't know. Yeah. But the way he kills the blonde lady um, is that she leans... F- like something is... Stuck in the garbage in disposal. In the disposal. Yeah. So she... I don't even... She doesn't even put her hand in the way that you would normally think it, things like this happen. She, like, leans down, I think, to listen, and her hair gets caught in the disposal. And so, like, her hair is caught. She can't pull it free. And, and the water turns the on. The water turns on. And because her hair is caught, the sink is filling up. And because she's getting pulled in, she's drowning. And I thought that was, like... I'd never seen anything like obviously the disposal things way overdone of like getting your hand in there or whatever or your face or like in the even your hair, but like hair into the drowning thing. I was like, that's actually very clever. And I was like, this movie has one thing going. But unfortunately, maybe unfortunately, that's not how she dies. True. She yanks her hair out and her head flies backwards and she hits her head on a counter. Right. Which is fine. Still looks like an accident. I think I laughed because it's like, it's, it's weirdly (laughs) slapsticky way to end that. I agree. I think that was one of the best sequences of the movie is the tension of like the water filling up and she's going to drown. Um, even with us knowing what's coming, I thought it undercut itself by having her escape from the drowning trap and then just hit her head a way that, like, we could all die any day by slipping. You Which know? is, I think, the point, right? Is it's yeah. like, then it's just like, again, no ghosts are implicated. She just slipped in her head. Then this movie becomes The Shining. <laughs> yeah, so the landlord um, starts losing his mind. Well, yeah, and like, so simultaneously to the landlord losing his mind, his wife is talking to. The guy whose dad died The ghost here. investigator. Yeah. And he starts spinning this whole expository tale about doppelgangers. It goes back to the first scene we saw where... And we also didn't say this in the beginning, but he, the little child, sees, sees it first. Yeah, yeah. Like he sees it first, and then like it snaps back. He's still in the ground coloring. When that happens, his soul splits, and then one of them goes on to live on forever. Not forever. Forever. Goes on to live his whole life, and then the other one stays... As a ghost, like, is essentially a ghost. Never Doesn't age, right? Like, just sort of becomes a haunting yeah. of this place. And so, I don't remember when they said this, but I remember thinking, oh, it's the landlord. Like, yeah. he's the one who... He's the boy. He's the boy, his, his soul split. I guess he doesn't remember because he never mentions... That this is he never where he, his it. dad used to live. He also, like, loses his British accent once he starts to go crazy. Right. Like, because he is Rupert the boy. So the concept would be that, like, he maybe lost his memory. Like, yeah. he doesn't remember living here as a child. Or, he, or his dad working here, whatever. But, and then when he, he gets sent away to England, right? I guess. And, like, that's where he's educated. Because he's only, like, five when his dad dies. Yeah. So, like, maybe he but went away to England. presumably he was compelled back here by ghostly spirits. Yes, and that, that is what the guy also says, is that, like, people will be pulled back to this location yeah. because your soul's in two places. Your soul wants to rejoin. Yeah. So that happens. Yeah, the little boy, I don't know why he'd be trying to kill the little girl. Right? Uh, yeah. Maybe it's just to lure himself up to the attic to rejoin himself. Yeah. But anyway. He's, he's not going on a murder spree. He's killing everybody. Everybody. 
The landlord dies. His soul is rejoined. The daughter sees her death. Yeah. But then she manages to avoid it. So she, her soul's also split. Yeah, so the last, I think, shot of the movie is her looking up at her child self in the window. And the the cycle repeats itself. I don't know. This movie sucks. I'm sorry that I'm I'm not being more eloquent or funny. It's like, you know, it's... No, it was bad. Yeah. You know what the most interesting part is? What? Joe Keery from Stranger Things is in this movie for a solid 90 seconds. 90 seconds. It's so weird. And I my theory, right, was that it, this was filmed before Stranger Things. Yeah, it, probably around the same time. It came mm-hmm. out the same year as Stranger Things a few months later. So and again, 90 filmed. seconds, he's yeah. on set for one day. He's the friend of the hockey guy, right? However, if you go on the um, Twitter account for this movie, which there is one, and it has 1,400 followers, which makes no sense to me. Hmm. Who? Hey, people out there, who are you that are following this movie's <laughs> Twitter account, but not us? As recently as Halloween... Of, of this, this year, year, they're promoting the movie using like you got to. If you're a Joe Keery fan, you got to see this movie. I which mean, is, smart marketing. It's it's but, ridiculous, but bad because like one, if you're advertising it as a Joe Keery, like if you're a Joe yeah. Keery fan, watch this. Anybody who does that's gonna be disappointed. And two, no, no, just don't do that. Um, the better way to do it would be like, do you want to like see a little quick Joe Keery cameo before he got on Stranger Things? Yeah. Like, there's there's better ways to use someone's recent fame, right, to promote your movie. Say trying to appeal to his fans is the wrong approach. This movie's uh, Twitter account is like some interesting, fun branded content. Uh, it's really lame. Uh, I'm sorry, we're just like donkey. So on not this movie. fun branded content. I, I find it funny. It's like Trivia Tuesday. Our producer thought that gentrification was okay until she saw this movie. Like it's weird. What? Hold on, I'll find the. Tweet. Oh my god, that uh, reminds me of like there's movies that I followed on Facebook when I was a like a teenager, oh. and now they're still active. And it's so, I'm like, who's running this page? Our producer always wanted to live in gentrified lofts till she realized what bad things might have happened in old buildings. Hashtag That's, Trivia Tuesday. Um, I'm sorry. That's a, not a good reason. To not like gentrification, it like like you're like oh gentrification's fine. Um, I want to steal uh, real estate and businesses from black people and be, be, like any person of color, but I don't want to like deal with ghosts. Like that's fucked up. Does she think that's okay? Hashtag doppelganger is an important theme in the Charnel House. Do you know what it actually means? Hashtag Trivia Tuesday. Congrats to Mr. Callum Blue on his successful performance at the Charnel House with a gif of him smiling that says, when they call your acting tour de force performance. What? <laughs> I hate this. Yeah, I want to I'm move on I'm still mad about... Sorry, I'm still mad about the gentrification tweet, though. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Imagine being like, I want to live in a gentrified loft, but what if it was an old slaughterhouse and there are ghosts? Like, not... Uh, uh. So, uh, if you're a Joe Keery fan, go stream Slice on yeah, Amazon Yeah, seriously. Prime that's what you should do if you're a Joe Keery fan. Although he could be in more of that, too. Slice is very good, though. Everyone should go watch Slice. Slice is really excellent. Everyone should watch Slice. Go it's watch Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Yeah. Sabri- Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which we're in the middle of, but still enjoying. There's lots of good horror stuff out there without having to turn to the Charnel House. Are you ready to uh, clutch this to our chest as we jump out of a clock tower? <laughs> Yeah, I would I would absolutely take this movie with me on my... I was going to say suicide mission, but that's even a little too dark for me right now. Let's pull up that roulette and hope that we find something a little better, please. 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 Our next movie will be... Hypersomnia? 
I don't know anything about this. So that would be like super sleep. Or like really fast sleep. Yeah, like, like a cat nap. No. <laughs> like a scary cat nap. I think it might be a foreign film. Oh, that'd be fun. I think I, I don't don't quote me on that. I'm not totally sure, but uh, that's what I remember from going through and making the list. Our next movie will be Hypersomnia. Hypersomnia. So I come love back it. And turn that. Very interesting. Until then, you can check us out on our website at nowscreaming.com. And on Twitter and Facebook at nowscreaming. Tell your friends to not watch The Charnel House, but instead to listen to our podcast. Yeah, or watch something else. Like watch, Slice. Like Slice. Uh, we we want to have up on our website pretty soon, though, um, a list of recommendations. Yeah, we're working on that. For all those times that you're like, what should I watch? Who or should I turn watch. to? Yeah, should I watch this one? Let's go check the disappointments room on yeah. Now Screaming and make sure that, I sh- that it's not there. Um, but yeah. As always, thank you to Wes Craven for uh, knowing who his villains are. Because this movie doesn't know what the ghosts there's and many, enemies are. There's, yeah. yeah, there's not it's really so a, a theme, yeah. Wes Craven at least always had clarity of vision, even when it wasn't executed perfectly. Yeah, it's true. Clarity of vision is a great, like, phrase that more filmmakers should think about yeah. when they're making movies. Yes, they should. Alright, until next time, everyone. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Even though it's November. Stay spooky all year round. We sure will. We sure will.